Hi, Spiros. Hey, Ralph. What's up, Chris? Welcome to Building Up To It. It's a Lego podcast. Thank you for everyone who's tuning in for the first time. Watching, listening, doesn't matter to me. As long as you leave a comment. It's the milestone episode 132. That uh, I guess that's the the, the state no. route number of the main road that goes through the town I'm in. Is that a milestone? I'm actually, I'm actually impressed that you actually know what the number is before you actually type up the notes. So that's, I, that's great. So you have to give the... I guess it doesn't matter because I publish it later, but you have to give the video a title before you can even open it on StreamYard. And uh, I don't know why, but I make sure that that is correct. Doing your oh, job. Doing my job. So uh, we don't have Paul. We don't have Matt. That's okay. We're going to talk about selling stuff. And we don't have Andrew either. We don't have Andrew, but we should mention that you have, from the published date of this video, you have one week to enter the Nine Break Mech Challenge that he is hosting for fabulous prizes. Build your Lego robot at uh, Nine Bricks Tall. I don't know if there's any rules about it being any shorter than Nine Bricks, or if there is, in fact, a rule about it being exactly Nine Bricks Tall. That's what I. That's what confused me, because. If you look at Mecca, they're all different sizes in scale to each other. So I guess it could be a little shy of nine. I wouldn't go over nine, that's for sure. It was nice. It's not the 10 brick challenge. Well, if you, if you have any um, questions about the rules, just um, think about rule zero. That's all you need to do. Rule zero. Also, go check out Bricks and Beer. It is publishing... Uh, 1.9 episodes per day right now. It's insane. No, it's not. But uh, there's more content than I'm able to listen to, which is more than I can say about Nerd Rage Radio. <laughs> I don't know if they're not pushing them all out or I'm just missing them or, or what's going on. But I feel like, where are they? Nerd Rage? They're pushing them out once a week. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I just listen to them so fast after they come out that I feel like, hey, isn't there one for me to listen to? No? Oh, I already listened to it? Oops. Check out the Cool Table Network. Blah, blah, blah. Paul, get us out of here. All right, so <laughs> what'd you get, Spiros? Uh, I got a couple things. I got the uh, townhouse, pet shop, coffee shop, whatever, the big creator uh, modular uh, for 20 bucks. So that was a pretty sweet pickup. I only found one, so it's uh, it's for my personal collection. It's not going to be, um, it's not going to be broken down or anything. Uh, I got the oft talked about, never seen on the podcast, Green Brick Ride. So Paul's oh. going to be Paul's going to be super jelly. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I got a poly bag too that I don't have nearby, but uh, it's a Ninjago Legacy poly bag. It's uh, red and black. Racing turns into a jet, Kai's something or other. So it's brand new. I just saw it the other day, so I picked it up because I like poly bags. Someday we'll break you of this need to uh, keep the Lego and not just sell it. <laughs> Never. All right, so uh, BrickLink launched their beta version of BrickLink XP, which <sighs> they've been talking about... 
When did they start talking about that? Two brick worlds ago at Chicago, wasn't it? Did really? Wasn't that like a big presentation about that at Brick World Chicago? Was it for XP or was it for? No, it was for XP, I believe. It wasn't for the um, mobile the, site, uh, maybe. No, maybe. no, no, no. The um, by the thing that uh, has come and gone, it'll never be talked about again. The uh, design oh. something, and we'll we'll no, figure out how to buy the parts from Lego. No, they did both. I, I think I think uh, two years ago was uh, they were talking about XP, and then uh, then they did another another one where they talked about uh, the the whole uh, a fall design program. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they they released the what they call a beta, which is oh, as a software developer is definitely not the right tag. I don't think it's definitely not in a beta stage. Although they are taking orders through it, so maybe maybe beta is right. But uh, it, you can. It's really hard to get to it. Like it, it took me uh, a little bit to find the right thread in the uh, Bricklink forum to to find this, but. After I found the thread, I realized that at the bottom in the footer of every page is a go to Bricklink XP link. So you can get to it from any page in, in Bricklink. So um, on my, my home screen, there's a link at the t a banner at the top that says, check out the new fresh look for Bricklink. And I've never clicked on it. Um, hmm. That's been there for uh -huh. a long time. So I don't know if I'm just using an, a really old Bricklink still and everyone else is used to the quote, new fresh look for Bricklink. And now there's a newer, fresher look for Bricklink. I'm not sure. I don't even know what you're talking about. Let me see if the banner is still there. It might have been overwritten at this point by the XP. Right now, as oh, there's a- Oh, it's here. I can show you. I can show you right yeah, there. Yeah, I gotta see this. I don't wanna click it though, I'm scared. <laughs> Chrome has a bug that can cause screen sharing to crash on Windows 10. It's pretty rare, but if it happens, you may want to use Firefox to share your screen. We're working with the Chrome team to get this fixed quickly. I just want to say we're six, minute, that warning. we're six minutes in right now and have had no technical issues like last episode. All right, so here you go at the top here. Oh, hey, what's Holy that? Highlighted crap. store? Fuck yeah. Um, so why? Does this not look like what yours looks like? No, you're, you're in the classic view. You're, Good. You're not in I never view. wanted to change. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I don't even think I've to ever be, seen to it. To be fair, I never go to this page, the the view profile page. Yeah. I only ever go here to launch that uh, notifications. I'm, I'm always on the orders received page. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know the new fresh, fresh new look. Yeah, that's that's version two. So um, you can get so, back to it. You if there's, if there's version one and this is version two, then why? No, no, no. You're on version one. Version now two. I'm saying is, if yeah. this is version one, and if I click here, it's version two. Then why is the uh, uh, XP uh, version three with an R? R three. Yeah, R three. Yeah. Why mm -hmm. is it R three? Version three. Uh, maybe they're uh, naming their sites in the same name as uh, Metroids from Star Wars. I don't know. R three. R three BL, yeah. Three Bricklink, yeah. Hey, version three. Uh, no, thank you. So uh, I'm on version one, and I'm having a great time. Let all right. So I, I think what we're just going to do is we're just going to give some initial impressions because I think Chris and and uh, Spiros here hasn't really 
taking taking a deep dive into the site, but um, you can get to the XP site from any any link in the footer. Um, and it's it's a they're trying to show off the experience from a buyer's point of view. So there's no and there's a lot of things that are are still missing. Uh, obviously, if you're a seller, your your first question is going to be, "Where's my store? I can't find my store." Uh, the in fact, if you're a buyer, you're you're going to be searching for an item, and when you get to the item page, it will have a suggested store for you, and then and if you dig down a little bit, you can find like all of the domestic sellers that you can then click on and get a, get the more traditional list of all of the sellers and, and the prices there. Uh, but the but the overarching thing is to make it very easy for buyers to buy Lego without really having to do a lot of research. And as as you know, the experienced buyers have been complaining about in the, in the forum. There's a lot there to unpack, right? Like there is uh, the the this how, how, what's the right you know a what's the what's the algorithm that suggests that that store is at lowest price because that's not always the best option um in this terms of has been run over in my driveway and i chose to list it in my store <laughs> only I been found, shoot up I, by three dogs i found some lego outside today and you know what i left it there no come on I it, was it, worse, it was worse it was worse than the dumpster to lego it was a single piece on the ground, face down. I left it out uh, there. Okay. Okay. Actually, if it was face up, threw, would you have taken it? No. I actually threw out a box of uh, Lego that I found in my closet. That uh, It was a lot that I bought, and I don't know what was included in it, but it was just all trash, like scratched up bricks. So, like, I kind of. It's better to just throw it out and not burden yourself physically or mentally with it just keep oh, yeah. it moving 2020 that's right and that's what i did i kind of fished through it for any minifigures and then uh any pieces that looked salvageable for the store and then i just tossed it in the dumpster good Boop. so i um i haven't used the xp so correct me if i'm wrong but i've always been in, under the impression that XP was the um, going to be the, the, the mobile friendly version of Bricklink for probably not for sellers, but for the, the buying, the browsing, all that. It's, hey, I can do this on my phone now. Why would I want to do that? I don't know. But I can do it on my phone now because it's 2020 and we're, everything's got to be uh, mobile friendly. And that's fine if you launch that. Um, but I, I don't know if there's really an argument to be had over the experienced buyers don't like it because if you look at all your orders every day and you look at how many, at least for me, I leave weird flex. I leave a lot of people's first feedback. There are a lot of new registered users oh. every day. Yep. I've left a couple of first feedbacks uh, this past week myself. So, how much are the quote unquote experienced buyers really driving the site versus newer buyers that are more malleable to this is how the process could work versus this is how I've been doing it for 10 plus years and I don't want it to change. 
Uh, the other thing is I, I could see this being a decision from the top where you look at Amazon, you really can't tell who you're buying from at any given time. The experience is I go on this website, I buy whatever I want, it shows up. Some of them are fulfilled by Amazon. Some of them are merchant fulfilled. Some of the fulfilled by Amazon is sold by Amazon. Some of it is sold by a third party, but it's still fulfilled by Amazon. It, as long as the thing shows up and everything's smooth, then then it's good for the buyer and it's good for the company. So I could see this version of the site being a smart decision from the top. We're just the people who aren't going to like it. Maybe. Uh, I think I think right now my impression of it is it's going to drive a lot of smaller orders to your site if, if it does drive anything to your site. Uh, or any of our sites, uh, just because of the, the lack of features, um, especially with the want list. I mean, right now, if you wanted to fulfill your want list, it's easy buy only. There is no other way to to buy anything, which is absolutely horrible. How many like new users do you think don't use the easy buy, if they even use a wanted list at all? I, I can't see placing an order without a wanted list if you have right. a project you're working on. But um, of those who use the wanted list, the options there, don't you think a lot of people are just doing that? It's really, this is really gonna go into my, my big topic for tonight. That's, uh, that's an easy guy, because I don't, I, I've only bought I, one thing. So, I, so yeah. you, you, you go to your you wanted list. You just to get the one feedback so you could open a store? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. That's why I bought from you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Back in my day, when I joined Bricklink, uh, eight years late, but still, in in uh, 2009, man, anyone could sign up to do anything. There was a chat room. There were auctions. It was a wild west. Uh, there was hacking. Lots of hacking. <laughs> there was there was fraud. <laughs> um, so but you didn't fraud. you didn't need any verification to do anything. I've had to help two brand new buyers recently get themselves out of the infinite email confirmation loop. So apparently, and I wonder how many people don't go through with their first BrickLink order because this is frustrating enough for them to never come back. So when you sign up, uh, you register, and then you can start, you, most people just start filling up a cart somewhere. And they go to checkout and you have to uh, confirm your email address. So you click something, you get an email, and then you gotta click back to BrickLink through that email. But a lot of times you'll do that and you go back to that cart and it'll say, please confirm your email address. It's like, did I not just do that? Mm. I don't know what the correct answer is. I think you have to do it all at the same time on the same browser. So for instance, you're on a computer, full browser, you do, you click the email, uh, confirm email, goes to your email, you pull out your phone, you click confirm uh, that email from your your email carrier on your phone. I don't think that's getting it through because it's like not the same place at the same time. Maybe I don't know. I'm not the guy to ask about that. All I know is people keep coming to me like, "How do I confirm it? I already confirmed it." I'm like, I I am not the help desk. I'm one of thousands right. of sellers, but I do right. want you to place your order. So I don't. I'm gonna try to help you. That's the one thing that's frustrating is like when a buyer has problems and they come to you as the seller. It's like, all I'm doing is listing. Like, 
and, and providing a shipping option. I, I have no idea what your what problem you're having or how to solve it. You know, and that's like, that's one of the things that Bricklink, aka Lego, uh, doesn't want to happen. They want, I think, they want to distance the buyers from the sellers. They just want buyers to go on there, see it as one big awesome site with lots of stuff to buy, and place orders. Think about it. If you if you go on there, you can't really see stores particularly, and you can only use Easy Buy then you're completely separated from the sellers themselves. So you're just like, yeah. go on there, find the stuff I want, place the order, get it in the mail. It doesn't matter who it comes from or when it arrives. I, it, it makes total sense. And we had a comment on Instagram about how we should talk about XP. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know anything about it, so I don't really feel like talking about it. And here we fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, all I did was take a cursory look, tried to figure out, like, I have a few wanted lists. How would I actually go about buying those things? And I was, like, instantly turned off by it because it was easy buy only. You couldn't do anything. I looked around in the catalog and was very uh, surprised at the fact that how much it looks like other brick selling sites. Um, like, very much so. <laughs> um, it, it almost looks like a complete ripoff in, in some in some respects. Um so it's it's interesting right um the the lack of a you new know, storefronts you know was very dis disappointing the fact that i you know can't manage my store from there was like okay where where is the rest of the functionality um uh it goes back to my my earlier statement of it's hard to say it's a beta it's more of a first first release or first look or an alpha version of this uh, but it needs it needs more functionality to be, I think, usable for a lot of people, for for a majority of the hardcore users. I think. I just don't see how it would ever be helpful to buy on Bricklink from your phone. Like, are you, are you taking a shit and you realize that you need some bricks? <laughs> I, 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 what, what? Maybe you're shitting a brick. How do so. you wind up in a place where? You're like, you know there. what? I could use a whole bunch more lightsaber bars right now. <sighs> uh, and, and but nothing else. Like I could use a whole bunch of those, but nothing else. Or, you know what? Today's the day. Right now, right here, no excuses. I'm gonna knock out that wanted list. Easy buy. So looking looking at the site. It looks like they they built it, and I'm going to get a little technical here, for, and I'm sure you guys are going to be like, "What?" Uh, they, oh, did they, you see the comment about um, about uh, chromium, not chromium? Yeah, I know. I, I I realized I said that afterwards. That's funny. Um, they they use responsive web design to do this, so that means like if you take your browser and you just shrink it down, it it it'll be usable no matter what size size you do. So their mobile version is basically the same site because it it reflows differently based on based on uh, whatever size your browser is. So and so yeah. like phones, it, tablets, they're all different. Yeah. Right, right, right. So it's the same code base, basically. Right. So just means a lot more CSS you have to you have to put into it, maybe a little extra JavaScript code, but ultimately it's it's the same site and it'll it'll work wherever. I mean, that's like modern web design right now. Like every, if you're building a site, if you're not doing that, then yeah, 
So like this is just getting the site up into modern modern specs, I think. Yeah, I actually use my phone for Bergman a lot, like listing and everything. I know Chris is probably cringing at the thought of doing it that way. I mean, if you're not using Brickstock, I don't know how you're how you're functioning. Hey man, I'm just small time. All right. I I am actually surprised at how many Bricklink uh, uh, sellers actually just use their phone to to even list. You can't go by that Facebook group. That's not. No, 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 no. That's not, not, not Bricklink. No, it's not the face Facebook group. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean like, um, yeah. There's some sellers I know that just uh, they do all the uploading on their phone, and it's it's mind-boggling. Like, yeah. I keep, I keep I, suggesting I to them, like, Brickstock, come on, please. I can show you a new way. You know, they they, they think it's uh, uh, more work than it's than it's worth. I guess I guess I'll have to start using Brickstock at some point. If it you know works still, if it functions, if it stays around, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a that's another concern with XP that I have because I. I run a lot. I manage a lot of my store right now with the API, and like, is that going to go away? If that goes away, that will like seriously hinder my ability to manage my store and have to figure out new ways to to do that. All right, so we'll go into my main topic if you don't have anything else to say about XP. No, I, I do want. I do I really want to go too deep into it. I just want to give some initial thoughts. Of it. I, right now, I'm like on the. I'm not liking it. It needs more functionality. Hopefully, the, they're going to listen to the the feedback, some of the some of the critical feedback that they're getting in the forum, and not all of the you know just shouting that that they're doing. Um, and and hopefully they'll change it. I mean the other the other thing that they did too, which seems to be throwing a lot of sellers, is uh, they changed the statuses and they made them more restrictive of what you can do. Yes. for it's it's a strange logic puzzle. I noticed that you can go from A to B and B to D, but you can't go from C to D, but you can go from D back to A and then get to C. Um, yeah, it's you have to you have to play the game if you want to. Um, if you want to successfully maneuver your statuses for each order, uh, the way you used you're used to doing them, I did see that they they said at the end of the first day they said they they've been talking a lot about the feedback they were they were seeing and we're going to make some adjustments. That was Friday, I think. I don't know what they've done since then or if they've changed anything, but. For me, it seems to be okay. It seems like it's the only thing would be about uh, like manual invoices. If you have to issue an invoice, that seems to be where the pain point is. But it, like on instant checkout orders that I've I've had, I haven't had any problems with it. Okay, so I've speaking of wanted lists, I, I've noticed this phenomenon for years now on Breaklink, mm -hmm. and. Um, I started thinking about how uh, how you could benefit from it, how you could use this um, as a strategy for your own store. I've gotten orders for years now where if I have the same piece in a sufficient quantity in new and used, 
the order will contain, say they wanted four of them, it'll contain four new ones and four used ones. Now, neither the new or the used lots sold out, and one is definitely cheaper than the other, but they got four from new and they got four from used. So I had an order recently that was like 150 lots or so, mm-hmm. and um, about... A hundred of those lots were were pairs of new and used the same thing, and that's like a uh, excessive case right there, where it seems like they're getting twice as much as they want of a lot of stuff. Usually, it's a few things, and it's all going to depend on how many items that they want you have in both new and used in the high enough quantity for what they're ordering. So I think there's a problem. And it's not a problem for me, but I think there's a problem with the wanted list system where, and, and I'm not a buyer, so I have no idea mm-hmm. how this is happening, but you go to the store, you must click some kind of autofill button. It's like, you do maybe you do the wanted list by shop, the old fashioned way, and you see that I'm on top. And you go into my store and there must be some button that says like, give me all the things that are on my wanted list because that's why I came here and I'm pulling this order and there's, I could understand if they want eight of a piece, the used ones are cheaper than the new ones. They buy all four used ones and then they buy four new ones. That way they get eight total and they, they got it the cheapest way possible. I get that. That's how I would buy. That's how I do buy when I do buy, which is not very often, but I've, I've gotten year years worth of orders where everything seems doubled in new and used. And I've never had the buyer come to me and go, I guess I bought all this, but now that I'm looking at the order, but I, this is twice as much stuff as I intended to buy. What happened? Mm-hmm. And again, who would really come to you and say, I got twice as much stuff as I planned on buying? Unless they wanted to return it like a weirdo. But I've seen this for years now, and I don't know how it's happening. I I welcome it because it's like double the sales, and it it helps clean out a lot of a lot of parts out of your store. Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen that happen in your store, where they buy an equal number of a new and a used version of a condition of the same element, provided that you have both the new and used condition of that element in your store. And you might see that multiply over many, but not all of the lots in the order because you didn't have new and used of all the lots. If you had, it probably would have been exactly twice as much stuff as they really wanted to. Unless the autofill wanted list system somehow splits all lots applicable in two, giving you half used and half new. I just don't see how that could happen. Um, I see this a lot. And I I like making the sales. And then I started thinking of how could you position your store in a way to take advantage of this quote-unquote bug in the, in the wanted list system? And uh, first I thought, well, you, if, you, if you list a lot of used stuff and you list a lot of new stuff, like I do, 
then you're in a pretty good position for that just happening. But then I thought, what if you wanted to make sure it happened? What if you were parting out a high quantity of any given set and you parted out, let, let's go, let's, easy numbers, 100 copies of a set. I know you guys are like, whoa, 100 copies. Uh, 100 copies of a set, easy numbers, right? So you parted it all out. You sorted the whole thing, 100 cups, 100 bins, whatever it is, ready to be put away in your store. Um, you used Brickstock, an irreplaceable software, to put put both 50 copies in new condition and 50 copies in used condition at new condition prices into your store at the same time. You could store all of them together. You don't have to separate new and used because in the end, they're all new. You'll never get a complaint about a used part being too used. And you'll catch every time this uh, this this wanted list bug happens is you'll you'll get double the sales if it is indeed doubling them for some reason so physically stored together you don't need twice as many drawers like i have this is the used one that's the new one they're separate because they're separate but this one you could have them all stored together even though virtually they're two different things and if you do new pricing on used parts um you'll never consider yourself losing money on selling a used one that's cheaper and selling a new one. Since you know you bought them new, they they were at a higher price than if you had bought used, and you need to, to get that you, that new rate for it, because that's how part-outs work. What do you think? Well, let's, let's start with tackling the, quote, bug that you, that you think is a bug. I... I was while you were talking. I was trying to figure out how how you, how you would come up with like how you would get that right that that issue. Um, let me share my screen real quick. Um, which one do I want to share? This one, I think. All right. So I'm on I'm on yours, and I I went to I went I went on your site your your store, and uh, I hit the wanted list. That, that's at the top here. And I've got a bunch of wanted lists for minifigures that I'm trying to, to fill out. But right at the top is now, like... Do you, quick question. Do you have uh, desired quantities on any of the items on your wanted list? I think that's going to be a factor. Yep, I have wanted... Like here, here's the greatest example right here, right? Like I probably put this piece in because the minifigure that I'm trying to complete is used. I probably put it in as condition any. Right. Yeah. And, and so instead of like condition new or condition used, so it's pulling back all of the conditions that it meets. So I could probably just go, yeah, I, well, I want four of those and I want four of those. Because is there, I, is yeah. there an autofill button at the bottom or somewhere? I don't know. I can see that. And I don't think like if, uh, let me see, which, which one is this in? And then this one here. So let me uh, let me try doing a, a search for this wanted list only. So which one was it? Ninjago, this one, I think. Yeah. So if I do buy all of this, uh, where are you? It's all foreign to me. Uh, here, here you are. If I select that, I get used, but I don't get new. Yeah. There, um, 
So it's picking it's picking the cheaper one of the two. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's doing because it's not giving you the new. It's only giving you the okay. Yeah, so, but it's not doubling it up either. So they it, must be it, specifically it's, doing it. Okay, so they're going in and they're just running down the list. But would they not be back to back like that? Like the the horns were one after the other. Did they not notice that they were just looking at the same part twice? I don't know. The only other thing that I was thinking about while you were talking was uh, maybe they just want to see what what your uh, your used quality is. They probably is. won't be able to tell because it's not like I label them as new or used. And if they buy the same quantity of both, then they're going to get two bags with four of them in each. And they're going to have to decide which one's new and which one's used. Wait, you don't label your used Lego? No, why? Why would I? Oh, I do. What, no. what? When they receive it? When when I fill it, I label the bag used. They know what they bought. Like, why do you need to label it? Because I I have the same issue where they buy the both both the new and the used. So I bag them separately, and then I just label the used ones. Yeah, I did that uh, recently because I had a rather large order. Uh, with new and used elements, and uh, I bagged Do they them. have equal quantities of the same element in new and used? Mm, no, nah, I mean, there was like, it was weird though. I've been noticing on a lot of orders, like, I'll get everything except for one piece taken out of my inventory. So, like, if I have six in stock, like, they bought five, and I mean, it's maybe they just need five, but like I've noticed it over a lot of different orders. Oh, people don't order more than they need. Oh, I, I mean, but yeah, it just seems even if it's odd. a two cent part, people don't order more than they need. Yeah, um, maybe it was just an odd uh, coincidence that I noticed over multiple orders. There's also like a real bullshit mentality of, well, I've got to leave some for everybody else, so I'll leave one behind. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're like they're like I'd hate for him to have to relist a completely new item that, they're not thinking about that <laughs> no I know, I know Jesus Christ can't joke no, there's, so there's, there's two ways you could look at that there's the well I, I want to make sure there's some for everybody else so I'll, I'll leave one or you could look at it as I want to make sure I get what I ordered and if I clean them out, there's a higher chance that they had an error and uh, they're short than if I don't clean them out. Like one of the buyers that buys from me a lot, they um, to resell, they they never clean out any lot because they want to make sure they're getting the quantities they ordered. And if they clean out the lot, there's a higher chance that uh, we were short at some point or one of them fell out or one of them got missorted. And they don't they don't want to run into the uh, you're scrambling to fill their order or you're refunding them or anything like that because they're reselling it so they need to make sure everything's oh I see in case you're off by one or something so you, if I'm you off leave. by one it's gonna pass that off by one to them they don't yeah. want that right but no I mean like if the their strategy is if I leave like five five in the uh, in the drawer, if you're off by one, it doesn't affect me. That just, Correct. that's just you. Yeah. And um, I, I like that because 
once that quantity gets down to like you know one hand's worth uh, of quantity you can you can um you can double check that remaining quantity against what should be in the store and you can correct things like that so if you if you get down to five but not cleaned out and there's four in there you're like oh let me change that to four while i'm right here in the order with a link to the remainder let me change that to four before uh shit goes sideways so yeah, i've been doing that a lot lately yeah i've noticed a couple of uh errors in my uploads so i fixed them right in real time while i'm pulling orders what do you, what do you think about the idea of of splitting your part out new and used at all new prices storing it together but listing it as two different things in order to i mean you're the you're still going to sell those parts the only downside is that you're never going to have the combined quantity of any of those lots if that's even something someone's looking for at the time I mean, I think you know they're they're new, but the buyer doesn't know they're new and used. Um, I, I think you're you're going to limit your your lot of your drawer to like half. I, my buyers are buying more new than used. Um, I don't know about you, but that seems to be like the 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 thing right like buyers want new so if they you, it's not like you're not listing new though you still have new in the store and if, i know if, but if, you, I, if you want if you sell out of the new but you, none of the used were touched you can shift over some of that quantity you can split it in half again right but what ralph is saying is if somebody wants 30 new you know one by fours and you have 15 and 15 them not knowing that your used are actually new, it would just them they're from just, buying from you. They're not going to buy from your store then, but you can always just list more parts. <laughs> Keep listing parts. That's my strategy to overcome the shortcomings of XP, is just keep putting parts in the store. Yeah, I got a, got a lot of parts to put up tonight. I'm seeing I'm drawers, man. Yeah, me too. Um, I... I I'm unable to list as many parts in a day right now that as I'm selling. Yeah. So the, my number is only going down. And so uh, my, my big problem is I've gone through all my backlog of, of inventory other than my used stuff. Right. And that takes, that takes time, but trying to bring in like new, new sets to part out is actually been a challenge for me. Like, Amazon is almost worthless lately for, for buying Lego. And then Walmart has this limit of two now online. And then do you know, I, I don't want to go to the stores as often as I do now. So, um, and my store, it doesn't have any sales. Uh, so like there's this or any good, good value for the, the parts. So like, I'm really struggling to find new, new parts to put in the store at the moment. I, Definitely don't have that problem. I have such a backlog of new sets that I've acquired over the past year yeah. or so that I'm just like, all right, I got to dig out these seven Overwatch sets and part them out. And, See, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand hoarding the hoarding the sets unless you're well, it's trying just, to trying to reach a number of sets, right? No, like I do that. Honestly, honestly, it's not hoarding. It's just a matter of time. It's like between mm. getting having, defensive, huh? You're getting real defensive. 
You can eat a dick, all right? <laughs> hey, rule, rule number zero, guys. Come on. Uh, no, but I mean, between the kids and, like, having a job, like, BrickLink is definitely tertiary in my focus. So, you know, and then that's if I actually have the energy to stay up and do BrickLink. So, See, I, a couple of years ago, I would, buy, I would buy sets and they would sit for, like, a couple of months. And then I finally got to the mentality of, okay, that's just sitting there not not earning money, right? Yeah. And so, well, technically, so I, the longer you forget about that set, the more the the less worth the less worthwhile it is to even open that set. Right. That that's the other thing too, right? Like the minifigure value just plummets on it, right? If you don't get it out there quickly, and the sealed value goes up if it retires within that amount of time. And if it, if it's a good enough set, right, for that. But yeah, I I've I've been on the mentality of okay, I pick maybe one or two or three sets, and then I try to acquire the number of sets that I need to be able to part it out, whatever I'm shooting for at that at that time. So, did I ever explain my how to determine how many copies of a set you should part out theory on here? may have i've watched your video on it what was what, is, what did my video, video say i don't remember it was so long no, less than 20. that was just like a number this yeah. one actually has like a theory behind it all right um, lay, it on, lay it on us i feel like i've talked about this but i can talk about it again i feel like uh, you have too but i can't remember what it is so, or either that i didn't listen seasoned listeners will know um <laughs> so if the Parting out in quantity is all a game of maximizing how how much value you're getting out of each lot since you have to put away right. each lot and that takes the same amount of time no matter how many copies you're... The sorting is... I'm sure there's a parabola you could apply to how long it takes to sort one copy of a set, two copies of the same set, ten copies, a hundred copies of the same set. But... The uh, time it takes to put the parts away in your store, that's the same amount of time. Unless, of course, you're parting it out twice for some reason. That's the same amount of time uh, to put those parts away. So you want to make sure that value is there per lot as you're taking that same amount of time to put them away. So I picked a number at random, similar to, hey, part out 20 copies of a set. I picked a number <laughs> at random. What if you wanted each lot to have a minimum of uh, $1 in value. So you take the smallest total for uh, any lot in, in one copy of the set. So let's say that happens to be... Take um, the pin. One oh, set. Oh, all right, sure. Uh, one set part, and there's one of them in the set. Improbable, you'll always get two minimum of taking pin. Nevertheless. <laughs> Let's say it's a one set part and it's one per set in that set. And that's your most inexpensive lot. You want to part out a hundred copies of that set so that that minimum lot is still a dollar. Everything else is way, way up above a dollar, but that minimum one, that's a dollar right there. That's not how I would do it with, um, I have a minimum of three cents per piece and I, I add a, I add some to every average. I, I price over average now swag, but uh, that would be the, te the the theory right there. So you could take, you say, here's the set I want to part out. 
you look in Brickstock or whatever, Brickstock, they're useful. See, what's the lowest total in one copy of that set? And then multiply it by whatever, multiply it by X to get to just over a dollar for that lot. And then that's X is how many copies of the set you should seek the part out. If you want to follow that theory of, of, of a dollar being worth putting it away. Yeah. What do you think, remember, what do you think about that? I remember you tell, talking about this before, and I think it was a pre-show discussion between me and you while we were waiting for Paul to jump on one of those shows. So I don't know if it was Every actually... Week. Yeah, right? <laughs> we're still waiting for Paul this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like the idea. Um, it, it, it's good. It's a, it's a good uh, algorithm to go against to, to determine how many how many parts you can, you can do. Um, I, not something I, I would do. I, I do more of uh, how much can I afford? <laughs> how much can you afford? How much can you realistically yeah. find out there, especially yeah, if you're getting something that's on clearance or on a sale? It's like it, if you're buying regular retail, they're pretty much unlimited how many of them you could buy out there. But if you're seeking something that's on on uh, in, in demand like that, um, that, that is a limiting factor as well, unless you're falling out of control and you're driving all over and you're Uber Eatsing, uh, you're reverse Uber Eatsing where you just put a, a very, a nice cooked home cooked meal right out on your, on your porch. And then somebody comes by and takes it and eats it <laughs> and leaves. I'm going I'm <laughs> to have to that. Just have to start cooking like casseroles and just throwing them on my porch. Just stuff. put them out there. Listeners have no idea what you just said. <laughs> Think about it, man. Reverse Uber Eats. Where's the business in it? There's no business. It's like a philanthropy thing. It's like, here, have the dishes. <laughs> Instead of skip the dishes, it's like, have the dishes. <laughs> Return them if you want. I don't care. They're paper. If they're paper, don't return them. <laughs> Please recycle. <laughs> All right, so, oh. so the theories for tonight is split your part at new and used all at new prices and see what kind of sales you make from them you can always if you so you got 50 50 if you sell the 50 percent that's all new and you got 50 percent of used still left you can cut it in half again and get 25 25 this is always a thing you could do uh, that's that's one theory i had these are just if you've watched the entirety of Ask Clutch, thank you to everyone who's wasted all their time watching that. Thanks for the, the YouTube money. Um, I've, <laughs> I've thrown out a lot of like, here's one way you could approach a BrickLink store. I can't do it. I'm already got a BrickLink store and I haven't followed these guidelines. But if you were starting one, here's an idea you could follow. If you do, let me know how it goes. I've done a lot of those pitches. This isn't the newest one, another one. If you have followed any of my pitches thus far, uh, let me know how it went. Let me know if you've sent your whole store to me by now. If you're following this one, let me know, because I want to know why you're doing that. Maybe I'll... You don't uh, like it? No, I don't you like it. hate my idea? I hate it. I hate your idea, and I hate you as a person. <laughs> um, uh, actually, uh, actually, I, I might uh, experiment with this uh, theory. So, so the the um, the guidelines, I guess, would be 
I, I don't know. Like, do both of you only do new? Do both of you do some used? How are you operating right now? Uh, mix of new and used. But, I mean, it's skewing heavily towards the new now. Okay. I'm skewing heavily towards the used now. I mean, used, nice. is, used is where it's at. Because, I mean, like GameStop, used is where your margins are probably going to be larger. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I was looking at my numbers. I, I have, in terms of number of lots, my store is about one, one-fourth used and three-fourths new. Uh, but I'm also, I, I, I haven't been growing my, my use because of the way I've been storing used. I store used in bags still. And so like, I've gotten to the point where that is just a pain in the ass to pull, pull an order. And I've actually started the migration of, uh, and I, I think me and you talked about this on a pre or a post show one, one time of, you know, you're storing your used in the drawers and I'm starting to do that as well. Right. And just mixing the used, uh, amongst the, the drawers of the, of the, of the new. Um, yeah. When I originally started, I had this sequence of drawers is new and this sequence of drawers is used. I later realized there's absolutely no need yeah. to have those sequences be different. Absolutely I think no need to keep them separate unless I, I don't know. I can't think of a reason why it would be important to have those in two different locations. I, I'll tell you why. I mean, oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Spiro. Sorry. I, know, I was going to say, like, if you look behind me, like, the drawers right here are all used. And then these drawers, and you can actually see that I've got a quarter of them completely empty because I'm still filling them. The now, did mold. you just do that because you just did that? You never really questioned it? Uh, I just, I did it because it seemed to make sense, like, to have used, you know, segregated from the new. But why? Just for pulling orders. Because like, if, if somebody orders all used stuff, then I'm only in that section right behind me. You know? So that, like, that's not... I, I, I don't have a warehouse like you, so I don't yeah, have... Yeah, that's not a scalable solution. To, to, no. to organize yourself based on what you think, what trends you think people are going to buy in. Like, I know people who have, um, they have it all in drawers, but they have it in, like, batches by color. Like, oh, this stack oh, yeah, of stack-ons is all white. This stack of stack-ons is all blue. Or they have it by, roughly by category. Like, oh, well, my Technic is mostly right around here. So if they order a bunch of Technic, I don't have to move. I could just stand right here. That's not scalable. No, I, I, if you want to be a small store, be a small store, but you're hey, never going to have your own fucking podcast. I mean, when I, when I first started, I liked the fact that they were separate. So like new was always the numbers and then used was always like some word first before, before, uh, the number bag that I was in. And so like it, it caused a natural separation of new would always come first in the order pick list and then used would always come last. So I would, Pull the or pull the new bag all those up separately, and then used, I would, you know, bag those up and label the 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 bag that I would put all the used into. So like, it made you know uh, pulling the orders and organizing the order for the for the buyer easy, right? But now that like I'm growing and I'm like trying to figure out what am I going to do with all this used that I'm 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 bringing in. 
I don't want to be put constantly putting them in bags because if I get a big order that's like half used, it's it takes way too much time to pull that. So I've decided to put it into drawers and invest more into uh, the the drawer system to be able to hold the used. And it's just as easy that the used is now intermixed with the new in the order pull screen, but I'm just labeling each bag as as I do it as used so that the buyer still knows which ones are used. So if you look at your order settings, which I'm showing, and you can you can change how the order spits out for you. And there's yep. a lot of different options, but <coughs> I was looking to see if they had condition, they comma, remarks, etc. And they, they don't. don't. I looked. Yeah, because I was going to do that too. Like, oh, maybe so, I'll just... Uh, I'll just uh, organize it by new and used, and then do it. You know, go through my drawers twice. But they, they don't do that. Yeah. Oh well. So I designed uh, to the fact of just okay. I can clearly see used. Thankfully, they they show it in red, and so I can just write used when I pull that pull that part. Uh, I have mine all sorted by uh, comments. So like, if it will go from drawer one to drawer. You, know. you have your locations in the comments, not the remarks? Or the... The bottom one, uh, remarks. Just in comments. I love seeing stores that have like a bunch <laughs> of like a bunch of like internal processes posted in their, in their description instead of their remarks. It's like one, three, five, G, Green. It's like uh, no. It's like That's it's a, like the stores stores that print out the the actual order page and then like put it in in the envelope with it so you can see all the remarks and all that too. So yeah. my drawer numbers are in my remarks. Good. That's where they should be. Remarks is for yeah. you. Comments and extended description is for them. Okay. Yeah. Then. Okay. So yeah, I'm doing it right by clutch. So how do you label your your used drawers? They're just like numbers. I, it's I mean everything. I mean it, it is scalable. Like because I mean eventually, I'll just start throwing shit in all the drawers like Clutch suggested. So, I mean this was the initial setup. Like used behind me and then new on this, but it's sequential, right? So like one yeah, flows into the the new. Well, like I've. It goes basically like by stack on, so it's like one through thirty-three, and then thirty-four to thirty-seven, or thirty-four to sixty-six. Or Hope you got those initial zeros. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Zero zero like, zero one. Yeah, like four digits. Yeah. I, I'm actually almost at the point where I'm kicking myself. I didn't do five digits. But four digits will last you for a long time, and you will never regret having done that. Also, like, if I have, I, I mean, I just don't use the drawers. I also use, like, these dollar store trays. Like, you yeah. can see, I still keep the four digits. It's just now there's two letters to signify, like, so, what type of container <laughs> is. I'll, I'll, I, I didn't, I needed to point this out to myself at one point. But you do not need to print the preceding zeros. That's just a waste of. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. 
Come on. Like as, virtually, you need to have them in there, but you don't need to print those out. I've, right. I think I, I, think I have locations yeah. that have printed preceding zeros, and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> You're just wasting ink and paper. I'm the guy who uh, prints out the 100 characters on the Dymo for the small drawers and then backs that shit up a half inch so I can print seamlessly with the... Um, I don't use spaces either. Oh, geez. No, no, no spaces. And then no, I'll back it up a little bit. So when I cut it, because it gives you this like inch margin on either end of the printout. I'm like, this, yeah. like I'm going to be doing this Such so long that, yeah, that's wasteful. I'm going to be doing this so long. It is like those, those fractions of pennies. They are going to add up. So I, so I have to figure out how to wind back my diamonds. So. Yeah, there, there you go. Here, this is how I solved the uh, leading zero. So I just wrote a script. This is the key part right here. This keeps adding zeros until I got the length of four. So if I wanted to go to five, five leading zeros, just change that number and run the script again. So I, I thought about because I'm, I'm at like eighty seven, eighty eight hundred in small drawers. And I thought about what am I going to do when I hit 10,000? And I realized uh, I could either put a zero before 9,999 9, drawers that exist, or I can just, I can keep labeling them 10,000 and up, but I will just put a letter before them so that they are forced to appear by remarks after the small drawers end. So they'll still be in sequence as far as the order spits them out. Okay. But um, I won't have to go back and change anything. This, so uh, it, it'll probably be an A because I have Bs already for the bins. Because, again, in my infinite wisdom, I thought, hey, that letter, the preceding letter, should reflect what kind of container it is. No. <laughs> which, which is what my... my no, it's a bin. I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, you live and you learn. You, you watch my videos and you learn. And you, your your remarks have a lot more stuff than just with the drawers in it, as well, right? And you've oh yeah, got a lot, I, the remarks lot of data about what, yeah. everything for the fulfillment. Um, we got so a like you know it's contact not really your local representative, and you need we need to lobby against the two hundred fifty five character limit in the remarks field. We need to enact change now. So wait, what else would you put in the remarks? I just need more space. But I mean, I, I, I use it for, for my fulfillment. So oh oh, where you put like who owns you know, what? This this came from Ralph, or this came yeah. from Zeros. Like, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I Ralph, think Ralph has five pieces in here, right? And then right, I, I remember seeing that when you either screen shared or something. I remember seeing that because I. Yeah, you sent uh, you sent a picture to the, to the group chat, and I was like, "What is all that shit in his remarks?" And then, like, I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." I mean, I I'll put it out there if if you can do all this without doing fulfillment or consignment in any way, go for it. I, it's it's a way that allows you to get bigger, but it's not. It's not a get rich quick. It's not without its setbacks and its headaches. If you can, if you can 
get big organically or you just have money and you don't know how to spend it, you can you can have a big Brickling store that's all yours. And let me tell you, it'll it'll make bookkeeping and accountability a lot easier. But if you want to as take well on, if you if you want to, Ralph, take on Matt's store into your own, you could do that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that unless I was buying it all out, right? In which case, you wouldn't need to record any of its mats anymore because it's not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well. It's funny you you talk about that because, like, uh, in your earlier Ask Clutch videos, you were talking about how you you started BrickLink by taking on some other people's stuff and selling it. And, like, you never talked about it early on about how you did that. Um, or is that too long ago? So I started by, well, I started by selling sets that I was building back up from my childhood Lego collection. Mm-hmm. And I was buying pieces where I was short pieces. And uh, when a set was complete, I, I listed the set as a used set and I sold used sets and with the intention of buying other sets that I wanted and keeping some of them and buying other ones that I never had and having a Lego collection. And just the, the allure of how easy it was to buy and sell on BrickLink made me really want to sell everything because everything is still buyable. And, and I had it now and I can have something else next. It's the, the fluid collecting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, circa 2009 and i'm trying to think of what you were saying uh i i took on parts from my lug that uh some of the lug members had parts that they parts or sets that they wanted to sell and i i sold some of those but back in those days it's like do whatever you can to grow your store larger the other crazy that the landscape of BrickLink has changed so much as far as how many giant stores there are. If you look at the size of BrickLink stores in, in like 2010, it's so different than the, the size of stores now. It's yeah. crazy inflation. Like All stores are larger now. And there's so many more stores. You could... Like, I was... I would argue that I was turning over a similar percentage of my store back then than I am now in any given month or any given year. It's, it was a smaller store, but the, the churn rate was, was higher then than it is now. How many um, stores were there back then? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know if you could tell. Um, I, well, BrickLink is an infinite amount of data that they bury in seven link trails. So uh, I'm sure that information can be gleaned from poking around in the, in the, the dark brick link for a while. <laughs> Maybe some, some use of the, the calendar page as far as like how many new stores there are, or I think you can, you can sort all users by registration date. You might be able to mm. sort all stores. 
by by registration date i don't know you could you could see like how many there are since then equals about how many there were then about i don't know poke around on bricklink for a while you will get lost yeah just so uh if you're wondering there's like a little over 10,000 stores now yeah there's had to be fewer back then it was it was a different website back then I joined yeah. before the dark times of which there were many all right so uh in summation buy a bunch in of sets conclusion. part out half as new and half as used store them in the same location, see what happens next, take advantage of people filling out their wanted lists incorrectly, and uh, decide how many copies is the right amount of copies to part out of a set based on the minimum lot value in that set. And Bricklick XP, try it if you want. If you're a buyer, can't try it really if you're a seller. And if it, so I say that it doesn't affect me in that I'm not a buyer, so I don't care. But if buyers don't like that platform, then they won't buy. And a seller, a seller without buyers, a seller is not. <laughs> it's just a holder of a warehouse fee. Yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, rent that you have to pay every month. Well, that's what I meant. Rent, rent not fee. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a good joke. It'll never die. Never die, bone checker. It'll never die. Um, <laughs> the uh, only other thing I wanted to say is on a future episode when Paul's here, we definitely got to look at the next round of Lego Ideas ju Judgment because there is uh, 26 entries before the cutoff uh, in, in the next review stage. 26? That's Crazy. that's an entire episode that I'm just going to be sitting there. Last time there was, what, 10? 10, 10 reviews, and they did they picked two? So according to the Brick Fan, it's only been going up with how many, they, how many projects reach 10,000 within a certain amount of time. So maybe more reform is coming for for Lego ideas. Or maybe Paul wins. He gets to buy 18 idea sets per year. <laughs> uh, that that pirate the new pirate one, pirate ship one. What's it called? Uh, Barracuda pirate, Bay. The Barracuda Bay. Yeah, that one looks really cool. I like how, how you can like take the ship off the island and make it into a back into a ship again so it's, it's almost like um the big ship from monkey kid where you can open it up and spread it out and it's like the whole interior of this thing or you fold it up and it's a boat it's it's in it's micro machines it's, you know it's a super van city just fold it on down let me take a look at it real quick it one thing I wanted to talk about, like today, you know, we're recording this on May 4th, and obviously today is uh, Star, Star Wars War. Day. Yeah, Star Wars Day, and it uh, May the 4th, and, the you know, the deals are going on at Shop at Lego. Um, and 30 
there are 30 sets right now or 30 items on listed under the set star wars theme that are either um let me, 31 are listed as out of stock and 15 are listed as back order they are just getting hammered and i don't think they can keep up i wonder if the retail stores did any sort of uh, merchandise return to distribution to back up the online sales. Like, obviously, that wasn't a day one decision because they didn't know how long they'd be closed. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, would it make sense for for a Lego brand retail to to funnel its in store products backwards to um, to get them out to the the customers who are buying from shop at home. Now I know it's technically two different companies under the same umbrella or some, some nonsense corporate wise, but I wonder if that was ever considered or if that is just a waste of money and, and it's easier and cheaper to just leave the stuff there. Cause I mean, if they're closed long enough, you could be opening a retail, you could be reopening a retail store with retired products on the shelf. How wild would that be? <laughs> you go to yeah, a Lego store and there's like sets there that are still at MSRP, but they have increased because they are technically retired. You go in there, you buy everything old. <laughs> Full price doesn't matter. VIP run around doesn't matter. What got me down this this path was uh, I was looking at the Pirates of Barracuda Base set on Lego site. And it like a couple of weeks after it was released, it's out of stock. It's like not you can't even back order it. It's just out of stock. Like, are they not coming back with this, or is, was that is this done? Is that run done? It's it's crazy. It's crazy the the low limits that that they have on on sets now. It's really becoming hard to find find new sets. I think. Hmm. So I have I've got. I wonder if you could buy sets to part out from too many hands changed third party sellers where so the if you think about lego investing you go i'm gonna buy a set i'm gonna wait or maybe i don't wait maybe i buy it low sell it higher mm. buy a set sell the set don't open it don't even care what it is it's a commodity that's right that's a lot of people like they, they, they have no interest in what it is. They're just like, I can buy this and then I can sell it. And that's, that's my business. Right. You know, for it to appreciate in value. Yeah. Um, e e like through time or through just a happenstance, like I bought it somewhere where it was really cheap, but it's going for more right now online. I don't even have to wait. So I wonder if you could, Ralph, find sellers online who are selling brand new sealed sets um, at the current rate, but the current rate is still between what they bought it for and what um, I guess MSRP is for it. So yeah. you could you, you'd pay paying a lot, a little bit more, but it's, it's available. You could get it and then you could put the work in. I just, I just don't know if the margins are there after yet another person has, has flipped it. Then again, it's such a easy, quick thing for people who are not really invested in it that their margins might be super low anyway. You might 
not really honestly be paying too much more buying it from them and they're happy because they they flipped they maybe they do a lot of volume and they flipped some of their sets and then now you have something to part out don't you have people that do that for you i thought you were talking about some target girl or something oh well, the, one I, that, the one that stocked his easter table yeah yeah my uh oops i forgot easter happened table um <laughs> i mean yes i i have people who do that um i've got somebody who works at at target and they get me anytime they see anything 50 percent off they they get it and they bring it to me and then i pay them 10 percent over their receipt hmm. so they make a little bit of money just for doing this thing and i get sets for a minimal expense and not having to go anywhere right yeah so that that might be the kind of thing you're looking for not a personal shopper like that but somebody who is buying something that they're finding and then selling it for enough more where they're just you know sticking and moving and then you'll have something to part out but it for all i know it could be an awful plan and uh, the margins are gone and you still can't get the quantity you want i don't know yeah yeah tough times that's all i know no i i would and that's the other thing is i on the reverse of that i would love to part out all those little sets that i got on my easter table but i got enough to part out a that's that's one thing we're gonna disregard mm -hmm. that um I don't necessarily want to get stuck with not having any box sets when I get to reopen. And it's a matter of the, the $5 sets that I bought, they all have a part out of like 13 to 18 bucks and I'm selling them for $10 a box without touching them at all. I didn't even, I didn't even put price tags on them. I'm like, these are $10. They, they out of the bag onto the table. Um, if I could make that $5 without any work, I'll do that. If they're around long enough, or if I get more of them, I'll also part them out. But if I can flip them like that, I will. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, the the quick cash with little, you know, invested is better than, you know, making $5 more off of them and then investing you know, six dollars worth of time. Yeah. So, I hear you. I understand payroll, all that. Big business, big, man. Big big flex. I uh I uploaded a whole bunch of window panes. No, not the paint. The window frames today. I had mm -hmm. uploaded all a bunch of glass like a week ago, two weeks ago. And basically that all sold, which is awesome. Like, I had oh, some super dense heavy orders. Like it's a small bag, but it's like four pounds. I mean, how is this bag four pounds? It's just all the glass, just as dense as Lego can get. Boom. Just a brick oh. of that. Um, so I had a bunch of those orders, and then I listed a bunch of the frames today. And uh, I don't know, within the next week, I'll probably sell a lot of those frames. The, um, the dark green ones that are really high quantity in the uh, cafe. No, the Grand Emporium. Um, I've got like two and a half grand emporiums worth of these these window frames 
And this is like we've been gathering window frames and glass and doors, windows, glass, all that, sunroofs from the bulk. We've been taking that out for months, like maybe even a year without having sorted or listed it any further. So this is hundreds and hundreds of pounds of bulk that have been gone through. And this is the dilution from that. Um, I wind up uploading like a hundred plus of each of these frames in each color. And I, I, the Grand Emporium calls for 36 of this frame. And I've got, I've got like 80, some of them. It's like, this is great. Hmm. How did I get all them, them all? And they're, they're a dollar plus each. Wow. So it it just it, they add up if you if you boil it down long enough. If you dehydrate the fruit, it's even sweeter. <laughs> it just comes out of left field sometimes with this stuff. It's great. That's that's the name of the bear. <laughs> right. Or however that phrase went. Oh man. So have we uh, exhausted this uh, topic for the evening? Yeah, man. You guys hated it. I thought it was pretty uh, insightful, and I pitched out some some I mean, it, sound there's ideas. No, there's no down downside to it from a buyer's perspective, but it just it just doesn't feel right to me. That's all. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not like you're you're you know misrepresenting the new pieces which I think would be the, the thing that buyers would really get pissed about because yeah. they're both new. So like, you're not really screwing them over. You're actually, if they buy used for you, it would be better for them. Right. But, I, I just, but except that I said you should price the used at new rates. Right. I, I get um, that. Right. Sometimes used is more than new just yeah, because of yeah. the six month it, average. It's, it's about what it was in. And when that what was, when the what was. So I, I, quick example, there's a, uh, a train window in white that is $2 used, rough uh, round numbers, $2 used, $1 new. Because it was in some stuff a while ago, and it is in the smallest Overwatch set. Hmm. So, so in new, there's a lot of them suddenly in a cheap set. Which wow. means the new average is lower than the used average because the used ones are all people finding them in bulk and uploading them over a long amount of time, and and there's there's just no reason why that's going to come down because the new sales aren't affecting the used price. So I get asked a lot, why are the used prices higher than the new prices? Sometimes that doesn't make sense to me. That's just, that's how that happens. Yeah. Exactly how it happens. I mean, it makes sense if you're looking at the numbers all the time, too, right? Like, it's just more people are buying new than used. So, like, the, the fluctuation of the average price is going to fluctuate more. More people are selling new than used. So, the, the prices become more competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know about – well – you're you're focusing a lot more on used, and I'm starting to get more focused in in used because that's all I have had to work with lately. But 
I I'm doing the same thing that, that you're doing. You said you like sold all those uh, windows panes. Like same thing with me. Like as soon as, almost as soon as I'm listing it, they're they're going out the door. So so right now is very interesting time. If yeah. you list it, it will sell right now. Yeah. The, the problem is, do you have enough time to get everything listed before it stops being such a frenzy? And that's the issue is, boy, would I love to have everything I own listed right now. Because now is the time that you need it to be listed. But mm -hmm. if you can't get everything listed right now, you're only losing sales. And yeah. that's, hard to, that's hard to accept that there would be sales right now had I listed all these parts. And it's, it's not like I'm avoiding listing parts. It's just there's, there's only so many things you can do with a limited staff and, and um, a lot of orders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, making me rethink sitting on some of the, the these used parts, waiting for more critical mass to, to go into it before I before I uh, before I list it. Maybe I should just get on those now instead of working on the sorting that I got. And then once I get that all listed, then continue sorting. I don't know. Kind of a catch twenty two. I'm I'm stuck in there. But yeah, I agree with you. Get, get it listed. Yeah, I just I need to sit down and put a solid effort into getting this sort of listed all that because I'm sitting on way too much shit and I'm missing out on too many sales right now. I'm making so many and I still feel like I'm missing out on sales right now. You need to hire more people. They need to be not afraid to leave their homes. Yeah. Be like, sacrifice yourself for the Dow. <laughs> I'm just, I'm waiting for someone to like ask me why I'm not wearing a mask. And I'm, I'll be like, if you're afraid, stay home. You don't need to be at the post office right now. You don't need to be at the Walmart right now. I've, I've been wearing my mask to Walmart, but I, I, when I walk next door to the post office to just put a bunch of shit in the drum because mm -hmm. I have more to ship out even after my last pickup of the day. And I just want to get it out of my hands. Right. Um, I just go in, I put it in the drum, and I leave. And I'm waiting for some 80 year old person that's just asking to die to to come up on me because um, it's not going to go well for them. They're going to get coughed on. <laughs> this is how Chris got bailed out of jail. <laughs> get coughed on. <laughs> All right, get us out of here, Paul. All right, he still hasn't showed up for this episode. Yeah. Damn it, he Paul. was never going to. That was a joke. We made a joke. Oh, you ruined the whole joke. 